0: Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Here I am. A uh, little disgruntled this morning. So I. Who called me a curmudgeon? A doctor! I went to see a doctor yesterday and she called me a curmudgeon. And she said, well, I bet you get called that all the time. And I said, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> I think you're the first, uh-huh, a curmudgeon. I guess I was being sort of, um. and in fact, I left you like that uh, yesterday, didn't I? Um, and I am, I guess, come to think of it, I am in that kind of a mood in general, Um." if I may allow myself one more little rant before we get things started. I am... um, I've said this before, but it was months months and months and months and months and months and months ago. And I noted that I'm not the only one to feel this way and that those who have voiced the opinion I'm about to voice have been shamed uh, on social media and in other places as somehow being I think it's sexist. <laughs> it's come to that. This whole feminist is being called sexist. Well, you know uh I lost it yesterday when I I guess I was listening to NPR and you know how all their all the women on their air sound the same right I I can't tell I can't tell one woman from the next on uh, your local NPR station they they all have I can't possibly do it because it's a voice totally <coughs> unlike the uh mine which is definitely uh, singular. But it, it's, it's you know, I can see why NPR likes it. There's something, it's, it's always very, f- it's feminine in a traditional feminine way. It's a quiet voice, isn't it? It's sort of, yes, it's a quiet voice. It's a very, I mean, the women are all p- smart as blazes, p- and they might even be passionate, but you don't hear it. It's this sort of even-toned, beautifully enunciated kind of uh, elocution. And I guess I was listening uh, yesterday, and they, whoever the NPR woman was, because as I said, I can't tell one from the other, they all sound like Terry Gross to me. I can't tell who's who. So she was interviewing somebody, uh, another woman, who was very bright, too. But I found myself getting, (laughs) getting curmudgeonly, I found myself getting really annoyed listening to the voice of the woman she was interviewing. And it's a voice that you hear constantly now because this is now, there's a new way that young women speak. And I just have to say, I find it unbearable. I really do. So even if a a woman is now in a position where she's interviewed as an expert on, you know, not just cooking or baking or whatever, but now she's carrying this other damn baggage. And it's this bizarre way that women speak now, younger women. I think you gotta be under 40 to speak this way. And because it has become an issue and I've seen articles written about it, and back and forthing about it, and generally speaking, people who are about to say what I am about to say have been shut up. But what it is, (laughs) and I can't really do it, although I think on occasion my voice does naturally do it, it has a name. It's called vocal fry. F-R-Y. And young women, not all but a hell of a lot now, seem to be capable of only speaking in that way. I've noticed some young men as well engaging in it. It's hard for me to do it, but vocal fry is not very uh, it, it, there's, I think there's a reason it's called vocal fry. It cannot be good for your vocal cord, but it's because they're talking, there's something they're doing down here. Now because I have a deep voice to start with, this is not what most of them sound like, because they're doing it with their higher voices, more f- female voice, and it's it's this thing that always has that (laughs) under it it drives me nuts i swear to god i cannot stand listening to someone who speaks that way and where the f did it come from so women who for millennia were not taken seriously, finally, just in my, <coughs> when I do it, it's because I'm, little. in my lifetime, finally start to get taken seriously, and now these young women come with another impediment. It used to be the female impediment in voice. was that? She spoke like this. In other words, in a higher pitch. And I recall a man I worked for in television back in the 70s saying, Nobody wants to hear a woman doing the news. Your voice lacks all authority. Oh, well, I see. But I guess it's because people just aren't used to hearing a woman's voice put in a place of position of authority so now women get listened to but they come with this uh, uh, what is it do you know what i'm talking about because this is worse than the so before everything every utterance so and how are you today so and what is your position on this so and why did you say that so that uh, and then add to it, ladies, stop it. It is unbearable. It is awful. I'm not the only one who thinks this. And it's not something that is innately female. It's something that has been adopted. I don't know anyone who talked like that before where did it come from is <coughs> is was it uh is it coming is it com- i can't do it is it coming from a misguided place where you think you're making your voice sound more authoritative well, like you're trying to go low and it ends up just going i don't i don't know but I can't stand it. I literally turn people off. You know, if it, God forbid it's one-on-one. I'm, I'm, I'm just looking for a door to run. I literally am that mm, turned off by it. Just had to say. Because I, I did. I turned that interview off. I could not listen. It's as bad as the valley girl up speak shit that I don't hear as much anymore, but I guess it's still there or else I've just given up and gotten used to that. Where a woman makes a definitive statement and instead of putting a period at the end, she goes up like it's a question. It's very warm today. And then you add the vocal fry. It's very warm today, and I am losing my mind listening to these young people talk, and I want to know where they got it. Jesus, stop it. Okay, there. I am in a curmudgeonly mood, aren't I? But I'm I'm being perfectly honest in my uh, – that is my heartfelt – reaction. And there's so many of them out there that there clearly is no stopping it. And now this is how young girls will think women sound. (laughs) Shit. I just, it drives me crazy. Okay. Do I feel better after venting? No, I don't. And then, after having a rant yesterday about the preferred pronoun shit and the and the l b g t q i s t w x y z stuff and the you know all of that um and i expected you know to get i really didn't get much pushback in fact, what i got were people saying i agree i agree and these are all you know people who aren't they're not Homophobes, they're just please, please just slow it down and stop. There's something, so I don't know. See, here's my problem I'm anti authoritarian. I have been since day one. I have trouble anytime anybody tells me. What I can or cannot do, what I can or cannot say, I don't like that. And in that regard, I'm a quintessential American, you know. I'm a free person. I decide. And I cannot stand, whether it's coming from the left or the right, I cannot stand. All these orthodoxies and these, you can't say this, and you can't say that, and you should do this, and you can't do that, and you can't blah, blah, and blah, blah, blah. And I just want people, I think people should, as you know, I go out of my way not to, well, fuck it. I don't have to, anyway. So most of what I got back was was tr- totally um, agreeing with me. Uh, the one more nuanced was from Bill and I'm going to read that. As a gay man, I feel the same way about the pronouns and the alphabet alphabet soup acronym of the queer community. Maybe it's our age. And I'm so, he says, I'm 57. Well, jeez, I'm a lot older than that. But OK, I'll let you be in my age cohort. Uh, but if it goes down to year 57 and on top of it you're a gay man, I'll, I'll, I'll welcome the uh, camaraderie on this. And he says this. It took me a while to wrap my head around gender issues. I now understand that many people suffer being born into a body that doesn't fit their internal narrative of who they are. And I understand that too. I, I do. I understand that. I'm happy to see so many transgender people walking around and applaud their courage, God knows, to be able to embrace that internal narrative and live it in their everyday lives. I remember when I was fully coming out in my 30s and felt the need to be militant and cram my truth down the throats of those that opposed me. I don't feel that way now. Of course, a lot has changed in those last 30 years. I like to think that I've gotten wiser, but I also think that the people coming to grips with their own unique differences need to be able to wave their flag for a bit. I agree that the right takes the left's embrace of all people and uses it against us. If the left didn't embrace the rainbow of people, we wouldn't be Democrats. But we, need, we do need to find a way to convey that we also understand that the average Joe and Josephine is equal to, To, him, she, they, them, blah, 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 blah. Love you, and if any of my fellow lefties desert you, fuck them. Well, thank you, Bill. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course, it's a complicated issue. I'm just, you know what? You know what I'm doing here? I'm doing something that a lot of people are afraid to do. I'm speaking my mind. And when there are orthodoxies afoot... Speaking your mind is an act of courage. Now, you can say, okay, so all these racists we're now seeing speaking their mind. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's all too complicated for me. But I don't like feeling intimidated to where I can't talk or say what I'm thinking or feeling for fear of being on the wrong side. And I think that probably most people live in that kind of fear now and they don't speak up and they don't say what's on their mind and maybe that's always been true. But as I said, I don't care if the censorship is coming from lefties or righties. I don't care. My reaction is leave me alone. We have a call. Caller, go ahead, please. Hello? Caller? Yeah, go ahead.
0: Oh, okay. I thought it was somebody. No, I was going to tell you, thank you for acknowledging that about the uh, young women talking that way. I've been telling my wife that when I see the shows. And she said, I don't know what you're talking about. And I said, no, they're, they drag their words or something. I don't know what it is. And then one time my daughter came over and she did it. I said, oh, my God, it's a new way of talking now yeah. with the younger women. Yeah. I just...
1: Isn't it something? It's so awful. and yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's awful, and it's new. I mean, maybe there used to be, I think, you know, we all manipulate our voice. I, mean, I manipulate my voice a lot. So there are times when I can hear myself doing that kind of thing, but it's for effect. And right. a, a good way of, of speech should not have, it, it should, and you know, it shouldn't have those that rumbling beneath it. It's very disconcerting. Right. Oh well, well, it, this is it is what is. I don't know, but I'm yeah. yeah I think it's
0: the on the animation too, because you know there's a show called Bob's Burgers, I and mean, he's got a daughter on there. Yeah, and she talks it. Sure. She does that dragon too, and and it's the voice is done by a man. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep, oh, dear God!
0: Exactly
1: all right, well, thank you. Okay. We'll all suffer okay, together thank you. bye yep, yeah, okay, bye, bye. Uh, yeah, Milton has sent me i remember this is what caused the uproar. Naomi Wolf, feminist in relatively good standing, depending on who's deciding, wrote a piece in The Guardian, um begging young women to stop stop this (laughs) stop it uh and she says what's heartbreaking about this is that yours she's talking to the young women who are talking like that it yours is the most transformational generation and you're disowning your power i think so too it's hard to listen to and if you can't be people don't want to listen to you You're disowning your power. Uh, I'll just read a little bit of it to you. I'm not coming out of nowhere here. She says, patriarchy is inventive. The minute a generation of women has figured out how not to be enslaved, some new cultural pressure arises in the form of internalization, making sure they don't get too far too fast. The latest example... The most empowered generation of women ever. Today's 20-somethings in North America and in Britain is being hobbled by something as basic as a new fashion in how they use their voices. Many commentators have noticed it, often with dismay. Time magazine devoted a column to it, and it's called Vocal Fry, F-R-Y, noting a study that found that this speech pattern makes young women who use it sound less competent, less trustworthy, less educated, and less hireable. And guess who talks that way? The Kardashians. It's a guttural growl at the back of the throat. The less charitable refer to it privately as painfully nasal and to young women in conversation sounding like ducks quacking. And I got to tell you, this article all hell broke loose. All hell broke loose. And I remember hearing on NPR, probably being interviewed by one of the women there who stuck, I got to tell apart, they had a linguist on, a woman linguist who jumped all over people like me and saying that this is, you know, female, that it's perfectly normal, perfectly okay. And I remember listening to that interview in absolute disbelief. Lynn writes, it drives me crazy too. I don't know why anyone would do that. Uh, Her voice, it clearly will hurt it over time. I agree. It seems like you apply... You are right, it seems like you apply that tone to your voice and overlay, so to speak. Uh, No, you apply it, right. It is something, babies don't grow up talking like that, and no, girls didn't used to talk, but now it becomes perpetuating because young girls have older sisters and uh, girls who want to belong like to all sound the same, and they adopt this way of talking, Ugh. Okay, I should just move on to bigger stuff, but I got to tell you, I think it's big in that I like Naomi Wolf. I think it's big in that I think it takes women who are now at a optimum time. They are the most luckiest women <laughs> who ever lived on this earth. These young women in the United States and Britain and other places, not all that many, who have literally pretty much broken free of the extraordinary constraints that were placed on women. And what do they do? They hobble themselves. (laughs) There's people right back there in that room that talk that way. drives me nuts. Okay. What else? Um, Did you see this? And speaking of, see now, when I was getting on the alphabet, you know, LBGDQSRB, um, but the fact is, when push comes to shove, I know where I'm standing, but did you see that 16 states have filed a joint brief asking the Supreme Court to rule that it's legal to fire people for being transgender? This is why you've got to stand with these courageous people. Listen to the states. <sighs> big shock. What do you think? Am I about to name pretty much the Confederacy? Yes, I am. However, there are some that are not. There's some of those big square states, and then there's a Mormon state. Oh, I'm not supposed to say Mormon. And then there's that state of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. They have decided that Mormon is not the proper name. Okay, listen to these states. Nebraska, Alabama, Arkansas, Kansas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, West Virginia, Wyoming, Kentucky, Maine, (laughs) and Mississippi. Just saying. Oh. And here, this came from a gentleman I've not heard from before. His name is James, and he says he's in Wildwood, New Jersey. And he says, during yesterday's show, I thought you might have a nervous breakdown when you spoke about President Trump. If the president has such a powerful effect on you, perhaps it would be wise if you spoke about somebody else. Well, actually, James, I, have, I, I really have been very good at avoiding um, the subject, for instance, today, am I, have I yet ra- ranted and raved about uh, the president warning darkly that if the Democrats prevail at the polls in November, there'll be violence? <laughs> Did he say violence? No, vi- violence. Because you know how violent us tree huggers are. Yeah. I'm not going there. I try not to uh follow his every you know his every <laughs> fart. Oh gosh, Milton, you're something. He's now sent me the NPR interview I referenced with the um and yeah. Oh here here's how they title this this um this interview I heard from that woman who was excoriating people like me and they say that this this interview is is from that upspeak that i referenced to vocal fry it says are we policing young women's voices No, we're just giving young women some helpful advice from old women who did an awful lot of work getting them to the better position they're in than we sure as hell were at their age, and we are suggesting to them that they stop undermining themselves. And I'll tell you another thing. It is true that we older fems, I really, I mean, don't understand a lot of what passes for feminism now. And it looks like it goes right back to what we were trying to get away from. <clears throat> Women as scared little things who need safe spaces and you can't do this and you can't do that and you, you know, when you have sex with us you have to ask permission for every move you make. I mean, come on. Okay, I don't know why I'm in this mood. I slept okay last night. My son asked what I was going to talk about on the show, and I said, I'm going to give people um, a recipe for how to get rid of an ice cream headache. And um, he said, you mean like this? And he put his tongue up and way back in his mouth. And I said, uh, yeah. He said, God, Mom, people have known about that for a million years. So I won't tell you. But I get here, just just so you know. It also says, press the pad of your thumb to the roof of your mouth and try not to throw up. Uh, But if you're in a situation where you can't do that without somebody saying, what the hell are you doing, you can just sort of put a tongue up there, and what you're doing is trying to warm up the uh, bundle of nerves that are at the back of the throat that have gone berserk because of the ice cream. Okay? Uh, You could also drink something warm. There, I just said it, even if you knew it, because... I said I was going to do it, and damn it, I like to be true to my word. I'm looking. Jesus H. Oh, here's something else Like, could... Ooh, do we have... Has, has Ugo called in yet? No. I I have a, a, a guest, I hope, will be calling in. And uh, he's in Puerto Rico. Or as the president says... Puerto Rico, right? you remember him doing that? Puerto Rico. And thinking he was being so funny, he kept doing it. Puerto <laughs> <laughs> My tongue left me there for a second. Rico. And Puerto Rico is in the news today, you might have known. Uh, not for a great reason. I actually booked this guy before. The study came out saying that a hell of a lot more people died in Puerto Rico uh, during hurricane uh, which one was it? Maria Marie? Maria Maria I will never stop saying Maria it's Maria I actually hit that note Yikes! That was amazing. I can't hit any note, and that was a high one. I hit it. I guess sometimes just you know it happens just because you're, you know, after a while it just you might hit it. Uh. So, while waiting for, I, I kept I I was texting him saying how do I pronounce your name? <laughs> and I and he was so kind. He actually, uh, vo- he he sent me a little. He said it and then sent me the the, the sound, and I still can't do it. But it it, it it's H U G O, but it's Ugo, right? Ugo, and Marin, I think, or Marin. I don't know. I never took no Spanish. That's my problem. So I don't know. But he's down there, and I'm he. Um, well, I'm not going to get into it till he's here. How much scary stuff do you want to hear? Because I got a lot of it here. I really do. Uh, I realize that you know sometimes that sounds like I'm doing vocal fry, but it's not. That's because my vocal cords are fried. I I don't want to sound like that when my voice gets fry like it's because it's showing, I guess, its age, or that I ranted a lot the night before, right? Because ideally your voice has this clear, clear as a bell sound like the NPR ladies. So, so it turns out, I just did the so, it turns out that, the vaccination nonsense, where people, and you see, measles are way up in a whole bunch of states. Things that we thought were taken care of are now coming back because of idiots, and must, and I, may I say, mostly on the left. These are like, you know, the people, the new agey types who don't want to taint their bodies or their children's bodies or whatever. And by not having their children vaccinated, of course, they put a lot of other people at risk. Turns out the Russians, the Russian bots, they weren't just doing the election stuff. They were also fomenting trouble in the anti-vaccination and pro-vaccination camps. So what this what this shows is that this russian interference has is much bigger actually than getting donald trump elected it is the real real the ultimate end is to get americans at each other's throats and i could say to the russians you can stop now because we sure as hell are at each other's throats. But that's what it's about. It's about destabilizing the country. And so they do it, uh, apparently they mixed in a lot with Black Lives Matter. Any Anything that is a sort of flashpoint or potential flashpoint separating Americans from each other uh, the Russians are on it, and and in the vaccination case, it is now recognized that they they played both sides, so that one Russian bot says don't get vaccines, Illuminati behind it, and then they also post something like, do you still treat your kids with leaves? No. And why don't, then why don't you vaccinate them? It's medicine. So they're playing us against each other. And I, I think we were doing a pretty good job of uh, disuniting ourselves, but it's hard to uh, understand how much impact they had uh, as well. So um, one of the people who are studying these robots said on guns, on race, on something even like vaccinations, these Russian robot accounts take opposite sides because they're only about sowing discord. That's what it's about. And well done, huh so i think I think world's going down for sure uh stories all over New York Times, Wall Street Journal. He didn't show up for mass the other day uh he's lying low, you know he's been canceling uh, all kinds of stuff he there's calls in his diocese for him to leave. So I suspect he will end up gone. I mean, he's he's old enough to retire. He's over 75. Um I guess all cardinals who get to 75 have to write a um resignation letter that is sent to the Vatican which usually is, you know, not accepted, but is there. So, um I don't know But as riven as we are, uh, the people of the United States, I think you're going to see the Catholic Church enduring a a very, very, very difficult time. Um, And, I mean, it's a reckoning that they've pretty much avoided, and it's truly coming due with other attorneys generals attorneys general in other states now under pressure to begin their own um, investigations like that done here in Pennsylvania. Since the um, Pennsylvania Grand Jury's report has come out, um, hundreds and hundreds of more people have contacted the hotline that was set up to report their abuse. And since the dead cannot speak, we cannot imagine really the toll over the years. And I want to point out that it's any patriarchal organization, any time any religion or if they keep women separated and out, this kind of stuff is going to happen. So you see it in every religion. Yeah? What was his name? What was his name? The guy who, the the, the despicable pedophile jerk who Trump endorsed uh, for the Senate, the judge. Um... Who was the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court there and all this stuff? I can't be blanking on his name. And, you know, he ain't a Catholic, but he was using that position of power in the same way. Um, and any time these organizations try to stifle. In, in serious ways human sexuality, they're also asking for trouble. I mean it's as it's as much a drive in the human animal as is the drive to eat, <laughs> uh to survive. Right? So I, I I just um I guess my heart goes out to those for whom the church has been a positive force in their lives. And my heart goes out to all the good people in that church, priests, who now are tainted. Um, so that's going to get uglier, as is our own politics. Uh, did does anyone think, I had this thought uh, the other day, Lindsey Graham, Jesus, eight. Lindsey Graham, now openly siding with Trump trying to get Sessions out as Attorney General. And I couldn't really figure it, Roy Moore. Thank you, Milton. I knew you'd be there. I can't... I think Lindsey Graham, does he want to be Attorney General? Is he... It's sort of like those West Virginia... um, legislators who impeach the entire state Supreme Court and then essentially got themselves appointed to those seats? <laughs> is, is Lindsey Graham trying to get Sessions to vacate so that he can have the seat? I thought he was smarter than that because who the hell wants that? He can't possibly be thinking Donald Trump is going to be a successful presidency, can he? And there's still no you go. I I bet we've got some problem. Huh? There is a problem. Okay. Well, if we can't get him today, we'll get him some other day. But if you guys can fix it, that'd be good. Well, if he's not here at the moment, let me do another rant. Remember when you used to go to an airport or get on an airplane and there were people on it, in it? on it instead of dogs and I am a dog lover. But there is no way that all of those dogs you see on airplanes today are truly support animals. <laughs> the airlines know it, everybody knows it, people are gaming the system and it, what's disgusting about it their gaming a piece of legislation that was intended to try to lessen all of the barriers for people who are truly disabled. So dogs, as you know, have been trained to help people in many, many ways. And yes, some even are. Emotion, I mean, anyone who has a dog will tell you, emotionally, they, they make you better. It's hard not to be er with a dog around because they're ridiculously happy things. Um, but the airline said they were going to crack down on what they knew was abuse. And besides the fact that when you buy a ticket on an airplane and you end up sitting next to a Rottweiler, I mean I'd be okay, but some people are freaked also, some of these wonderful dogs have uh bitten people, and so the major airline said we're 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 we are gonna clamp down on this because we know full well that." It's so easy to get some kind of certification saying, I need this animal or else I can't fly. And so Delta said they were going to really go after them. And you know what happened in the year they went after them? The number of dogs (laughs) on their flights (laughs) increased. You can't, I, I, I don't know, they've thrown up their hands. They can't tell who's real from who's not. And so they're letting these people through. And the number, 700 supposedly emotional support animals uh, fly every day just on that one airline, Delta. 700. The odds of you ending up sitting next to a, a drooling Rottweiler. Although I'd rather sit next to a drooling Rottweiler than a lot of other possible people I can think of. Someone with a really stinky sandwich that they start eating the minute the, you know you you start up, or uh, or someone who wants to talk to you endlessly, or somebody who takes your armrest, um, whatever. Uh, so Delta carries 700 emotional support animals uh, every day, which is uh, way way up. And animal-related incidents on airplanes have increased by 84% in the <laughs> last two years. Well, of course. So, you know what we've never talked about here? And it's because the world is going insane and we don't get around to everything in just an hour. We have not talked about American complicity in Yemen. Like we don't have enough lousy things we're involved in where we're killing people, huh? Yemen. Technically, we are not at war in Yemen. We are not. We're just aiding and abetting the guys who are, which is Saudi Arabia. And Saudi Arabia is killing women and children with bombs, we have given them at a rate that is alarming enough to have the United Nations on their backs. Um, when Barack Obama was president, he stopped the sale, banned the sale of these precision-guided military missiles and technology uh, banned the sale of them to Saudi Arabia. Donald J. Trump comes into the White House and says, What? Uh, My friend the Saudi prince can have any precision-guided missiles he wants. And so, since Trump, we started arming the Saudis, and they have taken those, well, it makes the name a misnomer, unless they're actually targeting school buses and weddings and playgrounds. Because, hell, I thought a precision-guided missile doesn't make mistakes very often. And Saudi airstrikes, have struck civilian targets innumerable times in Yemen, almost on a daily basis. Just this month, 22 children running from a war zone were targeted. They're dead. And the four women that were running, shepherding them, are dead as well. And then the week after that, an entire school bus. (whistles) Precision guided. You made in the U.S. of A. By your tax dollars. And you wiped out a whole school bus full of those little kids. The official count, they say, of civilians many of them children and women and old people that have been killed, is 6,500. However, that is believed to be way, way lowball. And those who haven't been killed are, of course, suffering. There is starvation going on. This is Yemen. We haven't even talked about Yemen. And it's the Saudis, our friends. And we are giving them all of these wondrously lethal devices that American ingenuity has created. 500-pound laser-guided bomb. There goes those kids. There goes that school bus. And that's on us. I'm just saying. What do you make of these black evangelical ministers who were at the White House last night or the other night, whatever the hell it was? What do you make of them? I mean... On so many levels, they are turning on what they pro—they're turning on their own people, and they're turning on their supposed Christian values. I mean, you gotta do quite a dance with the devil to to tell yourself that you're on the right side when you are a black Christian pastor and you're laying your hands on Donald Trump, praying for him. He tells you that if they don't get on their pulpits and get their people out to the polls to vote for Republicans, there will be violence. In the streets. These are violent people, said our president. This is not Hugo. Oh, I've got a caller. I will see who we got here. Hello? Hello? Hugo?
0: Hi, Lynn. No, you're not Hugo.
1: Okay, hi.
0: I'm, I'm not my apologies no that's okay no, I, I mean we i, I wasn't where you were you were waiting for a call. i
1: am waiting for a call and see what happened is our whole calling mechanism has gone kaplooey this week and so rather than having a dedicated guest line we have asked him to call in as you have on that line and for some reason he hasn't been able to get through so it, okay i was going to say let's keep it short i i i, I don't know but I, i'm i'm no, it's 10... Pi- no, we're
0: we're done. Go ahead.
1: I'm sorry. Damn. <laughs> Shit. Um,
0: well, in response, in response to your question... Uh, Which question? I don't even um, know what
1: question, huh?
0: About black, well, black evangelicals, why would they meet with Trump? Well, I mean, you just br- you can broaden that to, you know... White,
1: can, yeah, Christian. Fundamentalist Christian. Yeah, I can broaden I can, it to, know, yeah.
0: Support, you support this buffoon at all, but... The reality is that they've come to define morality as you know, being anti-abortion and uh, oppressing gay people, denying gay people the same rights that heterosexuals have. So that's their defin- i mean, that's the definition of morality now. I think that's what it boils down to. So by their definition, you know, Republicans are moral and Democrats are immoral. Wow, I think those are their paramount. Yeah, those those are the paramount uh, beliefs currently.
1: And it's just anti, anti-gay. And yeah. uh and anti-abortion. And anti-abortion. Well, I, yeah, those are the big motivators, I suppose. But um, look at everything. What, what
0: stuns me? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, what go, stuns ahead. Me go ahead. is how anyone like. Uh, you know, how can anyone who's gay or transgender possibly support the Republican Party at all? I, I,
1: well, I think they're I'm becoming. Affled. They got to be. Uh, you know, Lindsey Graham might be the only one left. I mean, they've they got to be uh, uh, because clearly he's gay, right? Are we agreed? Oh yeah. Everybody knows I mean, it. I
0: just wonder. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm just wondering if he's he's switching his support to Trump because maybe Trump is. That's just said look lindsay you know i'm tired of i'm tired of some of the you know um criticism i 'm just going to call you out as being gay if if you if you don't become my quizzling because he'd lose election as you know if he if but he, everybody if knows gay, it's been he's i done.
1: he's been called i mean but, people but joke you, about a, it
0: South, you, you know it's, you, it's it's just this genteel you know secret and it's it's just not to be the Gods. Mm-hmm. i mean that's the kind of bullshit society that i you know i think that's what they actually want because i think on some level you know uh, most of the religious right um except for, like the die hard fundamentalist fanatics who actually you know would want to see actual like culling of gay people i think most of them realize they're not going to go away. They're still going to be a segment of the uh, of the art society. But they want it to be like it was in the 1940s and 50s. Right. They want it back they in want the, the, the closet. To be right. They want them right. in the closet. Right. Right. Yeah. They want them to be Lindsey Graham.
1: Pretty much. Right. To deny themselves. <laughs> um, right. I. Yeah. Well, there are so many so-called uh, men and women of God who are. Just unbelievable uh, hypocrites and sellouts. That it, I, I guess it, it, it's just, it's, it just sickens me. I can't even, I can't imagine. They will embrace this well, despicable man, paying off porn stars, speaking as he speaks, dividing the country, um,
0: lying, bilking people through a fraudulent yeah. university. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, siding with with an adversarial power over America, sure, but it, because they've convinced themselves that, you know, all abortion is murder, so it's tantamount to, you know, murdering children, and they've you know convinced themselves that, you know, they that having uh, openly gay people, you know, being allowed to marry, serve in the military. Uh, needing to serve them in public venues like anyone else, uh, let alone, you know, transgender people, they've convinced themselves that's just absolute, you know, uh, moral anarchy. So they've defined that, those two phenomena, as, you know, as the ultimate evils, and so they're going to excuse everything and anything else, you know, as long as they get to pull the strings of power.
1: Yeah. No, I know. I mean, clearly the one thing, the guiding, their lodestar is uh, power. And they keep their eye on that. Yeah. That's, that is it above all. So we have, I don't know. Well, we're, I, you know, I mean, when I, mean I think of how this good. ends, do, you ever, do you, ever, you ever think of how this the, is going to end? How is Donald Trump going to leave the White House? and what will we the people be put through before that and uh you know your head starts spinning because i think we're heading into a uh, time so dangerous that it's going to make whatever we've endured for the last uh 18 19 months look like a cakewalk that's my bet i'm i'm really yeah, I'm, I'm frightened
0: I'm, frankly yeah i'm i'm in agreement there uh Especially because I think in too many ways, in too many ways, I mean, you still have kind of a hapless, ossified, democratic leadership. I'm not even sure if the word leadership applies. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's going to get very ugly. I, you know, I. Um, the, you know, the best case scenario would be that um, information is found that would essentially uh, really damage trump's finances and the trump family brand financially because i'm absolutely convinced that because of the dealings with the 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 russian and eastern european oligarchs he's had to resort to in the last 10-15 years because american bankers wouldn't touch him
1: oh no there's no
0: doubt oh there's no doubt
1: there's i mean the guy is a crook a grifter uh, everything i mean there is no doubt But, uh, you know, I was listening, well, you know, my time's up. I was listening to an interview about Mike Pence, someone who's written a book about Mike Pence, and let me tell you, that's a whole other nightmare beyond belief. But maybe we'll we'll all endure it uh, together. This guy doesn't even comprehend that uh, the country is, is not a religiously based country. I mean, he doesn't get the most basic part about yeah, um, our First it. Amendment. Mike,
0: Mike Pence couldn't cut it as, as a governor no. in, in, in Indiana. Indiana. No, And I mean, if there was ever – and I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry to to be a little insulting because I, I, I liked Indianapolis when I visited it, but just like a lot of Pennsylvania, that state is kind of tailor-made for a corn-pone religious goofball like Pence. And if he couldn't hack it there, he and was, he was not going to well. get through the – the primary to, to be reelected. He yeah, he's much less of a he's just not he I don't think you could build the same sort of cult following that Trump has We'll
1: see. We'll see. People might be just so happy he's not Trump. You don't know, you don't know. But I gotta run. We're out of time. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Okay guys, sorry, this was not the show I thought I was doing today from the beginning, the vocal fry rant to uh the end right now. But um uh, that's what we got. We'll try to get together with you. We'll try to get this damn thing fixed. Okay? Thank you. I will see you tomorrow. Bye.
0: Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoint's a Pittsburgh City paper or its advertisers.